Welcome to Road Noise. Buckle up as we explore God's faithfulness, reflecting on 50 years of full-time ministry. We're taking lessons from the unique life and ministry of Sheldon and Victoria Rhodes as they share the gospel crisscrossing North America. I'm your host, Kedron Rhodes, and each episode, I sit down with my dad, Sheldon, and we travel back in time, retracing the lessons God was teaching and mapping them to life today. This scenery may have changed, but God's faithfulness remains the same. Thanks for joining us on another episode of Road Noise. I mean, we put it in drive. Head down the road. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's put it in drive. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Road Noise. And uh, if you recall last week, we, Dad and I were talking about the the how Howard the Bear came to be. That was part of the conversation. And that's kind of where we're jumping in today. And glad I'm, I'm Dad, I'm glad you are uh, you're a seasoned driver. You know where this is going. So put in drive and take us there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Last time we talked about all the bears that kids are exposed to, you know, uh, uh, all the cartoon bears and Smokey the Bear and all the teddy bears that every kid is given and so forth. Um, and so with that song by Stuart Hamlin, His Eye is on the Sparrow, like I said, that was the motivation and inspiration for us to have a bear. You know, Sesame Street had Big Bird, you know, and they're using puppets and everything. And so we need a big bear. But where do you find a bear like that? You know, I mean, today... I'm sure there's costume manufacturers and shops that you could order one. But, um, you know, what are we talking? Um, early part of 1978? Yeah. yeah, there wasn't any mail order places or catalogs for stuff like that. So where are we going to find a bear? <clears throat> well, um, if you think way back when we started the podcast, there was a lady by the name of uh, Doris Finch, Bob and Doris. Remember, um, their daughter was one that was on our very first summer team. Yep. Um, you know, back then, uh, she was going by Janet, but later uh, Kay. I don't know if Kay was her middle name or how that came about. But anyway, um, Janet had been on her team. And her mom, Doris, was the one that made the cushions for the back of that Toyota pickup. <laughs> Um, Doris was the one that made all the gals matching dresses and I had a matching tie, I think that went with kind of match the dresses or some, something like that. But anyway, so what I'm saying is Doris was quite a seamstress. Yeah. So, and in my so, mind, uh, in my mind, Dad, like I'm trying to put the pieces together here. You would have made that connection years ago while you were in college, probably doing some, uh, student teaching. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yes. So we're talking years prior to where we're at right now in 78. Yep. Yes. Yes. Um, Janice was attending the, the school where I was uh, doing my student teaching. Yep. And that's where we announced that, hey, we want to put together a summer missions team and so forth uh, there yep. at the school. And she applied and that's how I end up meeting her folks. And I mean, when you look at the connections that God brings about in your life, 
it really is pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. So you go from student teaching to getting married in there somewhere, making the move to Alaska, having a couple of kids, move back and still in touch. And and here we are. Yeah. And when we moved to Alaska, we didn't have much, but we had more than what we could take up there. And so we left boxes of stuff with Bob and Doris uh, at their store downtown Grand Rapids. And we wrote on or made an inventory of the stuff that was in those boxes and numbered each box. So um, it seems like uh, came across what was a box number 15 yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this past yeah. weekend. And uh, I have no idea what was ever was in box number 15. But while we're in Alaska, if we found that we were missing something, um, we had a few extra bucks, we would um, send Bob a message and say, hey, can you drop box number 15 in the mail to us? <laughs> yep. yep. Anyway, so uh, yeah, we maintain those connections uh, throughout those years. And, and like I said, Doris is an excellent seamstress. And so we contacted her and bounced the idea off her, said, you know, Doris, we'd like a, a bear costume. And we talked about, you know, it'd really be nice to have some really nice bear fur. You know, I mean, I don't know where you get it, but, uh, you know, we need a nice looking bear, but he can't be a scary bear. He's got to be, I, I guess, like a big teddy bear. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if a person could wear it and look out, right, in order to see, maybe look out of his mouth, um, you know, that would probably make this bear about seven foot tall. Yep. And so she's all excited about this and, you know, and she could envision, I believe what we were envisioning, how this bear could be used, you know, in this puppet ministry. And so uh, she agreed to do that. Well, first of all, um, Doris had never made a bear. Mm -hmm. She had never made a teddy bear or anything like this. And so obviously she didn't have a pattern, didn't know where to find a pattern, but she's an excellent seamstress. She made the pattern for Howard the Bear. And uh, let me jump ahead in that story just a little bit. Her grandson thinks he might have that pattern. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I sent him a message within the past couple of weeks uh, reminding him, hey, at one point you said you might have that pattern. And uh, he wrote back to me and said, you know, I still have that box of, of patterns that grandma had. Uh, I still haven't gone through it, but I've got it uh, with me. And um, I'll let you know what I find. But anyway, <laughs> so uh, I'm thinking, wouldn't that be cool if we could end up with the pattern for Howard the Bear? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, almost but 50 nevertheless, years later. <laughs> yes, exactly. But anyway, so um, uh, Doris needed to find fabric. And I don't know where she did, but she found the absolute best fake fur for a bear that you could never ask for. It was not cheap. I remember at the time when she told me what it cost, I'm thinking, holy cow, spend that much money per yard for this fake fur? But it was worth every penny of it. Sure. Now, she didn't charge us for making it or anything, and I would like to think maybe we did give her something, but <laughs> I don't remember that we actually did. But um, she creates this bear costume, and it is absolutely perfect for what we needed. But little did Doris realize that um, making bears, like, you know, similar to Howard, 
But making bears was going to become her cottage industry. Mm -hmm. After she made Howard, I mean, she enjoyed that so much. She thought, all right, I'm going to see if I can make a teddy bear. And so she made a pattern for a teddy bear. And I'm guessing that her, probably her kids and her grandkids got the first ones. But um, after she made a few teddy bears, she found that, all right, if I adjust the pattern this way or that way, you know, I can make it better. And next thing you know, she's got multiple patterns for teddy bears. And she's whipping these things out. Well, what are you going to do with them? And there wasn't uh, Etsy or eBay or anything else back then. But uh, she started going to craft shows. Mm -hmm. And every craft show she went to, she's selling out. She cannot make teddy bears fast enough. And so her daughter, Kay, Janet, um, who is still in school at that time, starts helping her. You know, she'd cut the things out. Mom would sew them all together. You know, the, the two of them would stuff them, get ready for the next craft show. Well, they found out that there is a, <laughs> I don't know, what do you call it? Maybe an organization of teddy bears. There are people all around the world who are into teddy bears. And so she started going to these teddy bear conventions and conferences <laughs> and taking her bears with her. And everybody is just falling in love with these bears that she's making. You know, and some of them had music boxes in them. A lot of them had um, movable arms and legs. Um, I mean, you know, with some, the heads would turn. And, you know, I mean, she was just modifying this bear pattern anyways she could and these bear collectors are snatching them up and doris finch's bears became collector's items mm -hmm. and selling for big money <laughs> and she and Kay traveled uh when Kay got out of school and so forth they traveled all over doing these bear conferences and um <clears throat> And workshops and so forth and selling as many bears as they could possibly produce. Well, over the years, um, um, Doris's health failed and she eventually passed away. And so Kay continued to keep that uh, cottage industry going as long as she could. But um, without mom doing all the sewing and everything, uh, Kay wasn't able to keep up. And she really felt like God had had other ministry for her to do, and uh, she became a chaplain for the veterans and so forth, and uh, did Bible studies at the Veterans Hospital and um, Veterans Home there in the Grand Rapids area. And so uh, she eventually kind of phased out doing anything with the teddy bears. But um, now Kay is with the Lord as well, and so her son is the one that has inherited all these patterns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, so um, over the years, then, as our ministry continued to grow and we added other teams, well, we needed another Howard the Bear. And so went back to Doris at that time and said, Doris, do you still have that pattern for Howard? Well, yeah. Well, we need another one. Well, she looked and looked and looked, but she could not find the exact same fur. But she did come up with something that was very suitable. And um, we're not going to tell anybody this. But there are actually two Howard the Bears. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nobody's ever going to know that. You know, they would see Howard the Bear, you know, we go to a puppet program. But um, as far as they knew, that was the only Howard the Bear. <laughs> yep. Never saw the two of them together. Yeah. <laughs> no, never saw the two together and realized that there were some slight differences in the color of the fur. But uh, yeah. And I 
it would be ancient history, but um, I found out when I was, I don't know, maybe in junior high, might have been, even been in high school, that there were actually more than one Lassie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. You know, nobody knows what a Lassie is. Yeah. Well, Google it. Lassie was a dog. It was a you know, famous television dog. But yeah, I guess there was more than one Lassie, but you never saw more than one at a time on the screen. And so you just yeah. kind of assume that this Lassie was the smartest dog in the entire world. <laughs> yep. And the yeah. truth is, um, each of those dogs knew certain tricks and <laughs> but they all looked about the same. Yeah. Anyway, so yes, we did end up with more than one Howard the Bear. Um, remember, this is very early days of uh, of our puppet ministry back in Michigan, and we we're putting Howard in that very first program that we put together, which was that worry program, mm. and it was very evident right from the start that Howard was a huge hit. Sure, he was going to be required to be in every program that we did from that day on. And he was, yep. uh, as were Pete and repeat and um, the rhinestone cowboy and uh, Stanley and uh, um, sandwich Sally, you know, some of those characters that we developed early on were with us for years. Well, now that we've got this bear and he's very popular. Okay. We need to put him on our letterhead. We need to put him on our business cards. We need to put him on all of our brochures. We need to put, oh my, um, well, it'd really be cool if we had um, like a logo with Howard the Bear. And there was um, a print shop in Perry, Michigan that um, was doing most of our printing. And they had a young man on staff there working with them that did all their graphic design and layout. Mm Mm-hmm. Very talented guy. And um, I'd ask him, can you do us a logo? And we've got this bear. And he's like, well, sure. And we talked about, and by this time, we're getting ready to incorporate as the puppet prospectors. And so I said, this uh, bear would kind of be like a a prospector. You know, I'd have a um, kind of like a prospector's hat on, uh, probably have maybe, I don't know, a pick and shovel over his shoulders. Uh, Anyway, so I kind of described what I envisioned this logo to look like, but um, he didn't really know what Howard looked like. So Mm -hmm. I said, well, tell you what, I'll run back home and I'll get the costume and I'll bring it in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and so I took the costume and put that on uh, there at the print shop and so forth. So this guy could actually see Howard the Bear, you yeah. know, in full size and everything. And so he did. He designed uh, the logo, Howard the Bear, and that ended up being on everything that we had from that point on. And then when we got the property uh, here in Nashville, Howard the Bear even ended up painted <laughs> more than life-size out on the front of our office building. I mean, he might've been, it wouldn't surprise me if that Howard was 15, maybe 20 feet tall on the front of our building. Anyway, so that's kind of how Howard came about. Um, I really don't remember. I was trying to think uh, earlier today, where did we come up with the name of Howard the Bear? Hmm. And I don't have an answer for that. And maybe uh, your mom remembers, but he's just always been Howard, but I don't remember how we came up with that name. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he didn't give himself the name. We know that much. Yeah. <laughs> now, I do remember uh, going back to that print shop, uh, picking something up one time. I mean, they were doing all of our printing. Like I said they did a great job. Is all offset 
prints and they had to set the type by hand and everything. And I was out there and you had to walk through this young guy's office kind of to get back where the, the printing was done. And I was heading back through there and wait a minute, I noticed on his desk, there's Howard the Bear. But Howard the Bear didn't have his pick and shovel or anything. Instead, he had a baseball bat over his shoulder. <laughs> and so I stopped and asked the kid, um, what's Howard the Bear doing with a baseball bat? He says, oh, he says, uh, 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 that's a logo I put together for uh, uh, a local um, church. Uh, their softball team is the Bears. And they wanted to have some T-shirts and everything for all the players. And so I said, you used our bear for this church softball team? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, artists do that all the time. You know, they'll take an existing something and modify it a little bit. I said, no, you don't. No, I paid you to do Howard the Bear. This is our bear. I will never see this anyplace else. Do you understand me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of came unglued there and made it perfectly clear to this young man that he would never do Howard the Bear for anybody else. That was our bear. And uh, he kind of sheepishly agreed. Um, you know, I have spoken at that church that had that uh, softball team many times uh, since. I've never asked them. I've never actually seen those shirts, but I'm guessing that if there are any of those Howard the Bear baseball or softball shirts around, they would be collector's items. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to have one. Right. I'm not going to not going to buy it, but I'd like to have one just to get it out of circulation. <laughs> well, Howard was used in um, probably literally thousands of churches. Mm hmm. He was used in camps all across the entire United States. He was um, often in parades. <laughs> yep. Uh, he even showed up at a ballpark. No, it wasn't for this church softball team, but um, <laughs> yes, Howard the Bear was uh, at, a, at a ballpark. Um, we were at a church doing a vacation Bible school, and um, somebody said, oh, by the way, um, you need to go to such and such address where the bank's at and just drive by. Anyway, so while we were there um, doing the vacation Bible school, we drove past the bank. And sure enough, they had Howard the Bear on the bank uh, sign out front, all lit up and so forth, saying, you know, yeah. Howard the Bear is going to be at such and such uh, church, you know, the week of and so forth. So Howard uh, made his rounds and he became very popular all across the country. Well, much later on, um, Howard needed a buddy, and we came up with Honey Bear. <laughs> Howard the Bear and Honey Bear. <laughs> Howard the Bear and Honey Bear, and they would do skits together. Um, it's too bad we didn't have Honey Bear much earlier than we did. He didn't come about until the latter years of uh, doing the puppet ministry, and by that time... Um, <laughs> All of you kids were growing up and uh, growing out of Honey Bear. Yeah. But um, uh, when we uh, air this uh, podcast, I will see if I can find, I believe, the one and only picture that we ever had uh, taken with Howard and Honey Bear together. There we go. Yeah, I forget wh where we were at at the time, but I did come across there is a picture of that. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll try to put that on Facebook when we... Uh, air this uh, podcast or something but uh anyway so that's kind of how we um birthed a bear yep 
almost again, how, 50 years ago. <laughs> again, all because God had put key people in our path that had special talents, special skills. I mean, be able to take a concept and develop a pattern that would look like this great big seven foot teddy bear. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's pretty special. And, and, um, I'm hoping you find some photos of Howard and post them on Facebook with this podcast, because if you haven't seen Howard, he is, he is the kind of quality that you would expect to see on Sesame street or the Muppets. He is just top notch quality. And even to this day, I'm sure he's still holding up, but after thousands and several thousands programs <laughs> held up quality wise, and he just looks great. So. Um, at one point, I believe we did uh, replace the soles of his feet. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, he uh, he wore. Um, now, when he was in parades and so forth, uh, he would wear tennis shoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in a church and a, a camp and so forth, uh, uh, it was only appropriate that Howard would uh, go barefoot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll just let that sink in. <laughs> Well, we do have uh, lots and lots of pictures of Howard. And so when we do uh, uh, air this, I like I said, I've got lots of pictures of Howard. So we'll make good, sure that good. we get some good ones out there. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. All right. Well, put, a, put it in park here. All right. Hey, this is Grandpa Wisely. You know, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. <laughs>